Welcome to Laces Out, an NFL podcast that goes over everything football. Here to talk all things football is your host Suhaib. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of this show. Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Laces Out. I am your host, Sohaib, and today I brought in, you know, you know, my co-host for today. I mean, uh, he is back joining me for another show. I appreciate you coming on. I mean, how are you doing today? Chilling, man. We're chilling. I'm excited. You're chilling. I finally okay. got to have you back. You've had a busy schedule. You know, I'm I've been trying to get you back. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. for the week one episodes, and I finally. And I finally got you back. You know, it's better late than never is how it goes. Or is it better, too late? Better late than never. Better yeah. late than never. Um, but yeah, how are you feeling? How are you feeling about the NFL season so far? Week one's in the books. We had week two. It's been an electric week. I'm excited for this year. Man, has it lived up to your expectations? Nothing tops NFL regular season, man. No, nothing beats it. That is true. You really can't find a sport that, because it's just so limited. Yeah, yeah that, there's so cool. much. Yeah, and those in that short amount of time, if you get what I mean, it's like mm-hmm. it's only four months, right? It seems like, like a little, but it's like there's so many. You got to pay attention to every there, game. It's, yeah, each and every single game matters, and that's like that's the beauty of football. But yeah. um, but yeah, but um, we have a really stacked show for you guys, similar to last week's uh, preview episode. We'll do something similar to that. Today's episode is just previewing week two. We'll also give our Thursday night football thoughts, um, key storylines throughout the throughout the week. Uh, game predictions as well. Me and Amin will give our game predictions and then we'll compare them after the week. We'll give our bold predictions. You know, I was kind of off. We'll see if Amin comes in uh, with a better bold prediction. Yeah. We're not going to talk about my last bold prediction. And then, yeah, we'll wrap it all up. But before we begin, I just heard, wanted to remind everyone that um, Laces Out is an NFL podcast that goes over everything football. Where can you find us? I mean, you want to tell them where they can find us? You already know the deal. Apple <laughs> Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast, just look up laces out and you got it Easy you heard what it means said um we're also available on instagram and twitter as well on instagram we are at laces out nfl at twitter um we're uh, we're available at laces out nfl pod the usernames are different because apparently some people are weird and they have the usernames we wanted it is what it is though you can check us out there you find us on instagram click the link tree you find our twitter other way around vice versa you can find us there we try to make it as easy as possible for you guys Instagram, we have a ton of stuff planned out. We just recently posted a prospects, uh, prospects list. Check that out. And uh, we have so much content on Instagram. So make sure to follow us there. Anyways, let's get right into it. You know, there's night football, Chargers, Chiefs. It doesn't get better than, you know, that to start off Thursday night football. And, you know, so much thoughts were going on in my head during the game, before the game, after the game. And it's like, we got the whole thing with Prime. You know, I'm going to ask you, <laughs> you know, let's get that out the way. What yeah. were your thoughts on the new Prime um, whatever very broadcast? Weird. Yeah, it was very weird, like, seeing all, the, like, the stat stuff in that. And then, you know, Kirk Herbstreet, Kirk Herbstreet commenting yeah. on the game. Like, this guy should be in college football. What's going on? Why is he yeah. commenting on my NFL game? But he did a good job, fair to him. Yeah, for his first NFL game. And then you got Al Michaels. Al Michaels is a go. I don't He's think you can really argue with them. It's just... I feel like that's a crew that's going to grow over time. I just feel like people aren't used to Kirk Herbstreit, you know, especially NFL fans that don't watch college. I feel like me personally, I'm, I'm a fan of him, you know, watching college as much as I do. You know, I kind of got used to him and I feel like he's one of the better commentators out there. And um, 
I feel like fans will fans will grow used to them. And it's just like it's just funny because no no one knew it was on Prime, apparently. That was the thing. It was just like people were saying there's all these memes going around, and it's like it's really not that hard. <laughs> They've mm-hmm. been advertising this for mm-hmm. like the entire offseason. It's like NFL on Prime, NFL on Prime, NFL on Prime. It's kind of obvious where it's gonna be. But it was just funny. I mean, I personally, I liked it. You know, Al Michaels doesn't get better than that. Al Michaels, Kirk Curb Street. I feel like that's going to be a solid duo. Yep. But, you know, that's that's the broadcasting. Anyways, let's talk about the game. You know, my my thoughts on the game. I feel like the Chiefs reminded everyone that they're the team to beat in the AFC West. I feel like heading into the offseason, me, I, I'm, I fell like, you know, victim to this. I feel like you did as well. If I don't, if I recall, you know, yeah, your yeah, predictions. Yeah, we all were drinking the Chargers Kool-Aid and, you know, with all the offseason additions with the Chiefs losing Tyreek Hill, it's like, oh, this the Chargers got this division. They're the favorites. And then here come the Kansas City Chiefs reminding the Chargers that, you know, you can sign anyone you want. We have Patrick Mahomes, who we believe is the best QB in the NFL. We're still the team to beat. I don't know what people are saying. This is our division and our division to lose. And then I remember seeing the stat Mahomes is like 22 and three against the AFC West. Wow. It's like, it's like undefeated against the Broncos. I think two losses against the Chargers. And, and it's just like that, that type of dominance just doesn't end like that. It just doesn't. And, you know, mm-hmm. you've seen the Chiefs throughout the first two quarters and a half. They were, they, they were, they were, they were getting out, out physical, you know, I don't even know if that's a word, but you know, they were just, they were getting out hustled, you know, the Chargers seemed like they had their number and then just something switched. And then the chiefs just took care of business. They just hung in there until then. And they just took care of business. I feel like the turning point of this game, um, what's that seventh round, seventh round rookie guy, Jalen Watson. Yeah. Jalen Watson, that 99 yard pick six. I feel like that changed the entire game. That really, that was like, what, a 14 point swing. And, you know, his, his story, you know, just going on a quick tangent. Um, I don't know if you've seen a story, but he went from working at Wendy's yeah. to becoming, you know, a overnight sensation. And it's just, it's, it's just a great story. I don't know. What are your thoughts on Jalen Watson and like, you know, that, that play just him as a player. Right. I love that. I love seeing like the underdog story NFL. This is the league you see that happening most in. There's 53 guys making a roster every once in a while. There's going to be someone who, just comes out of absolutely nowhere, steps up, does his thing in Watson in primetime TV against a great Chargers team that we were hyping up, of course, made the big play of the game. And that completely changed the tide for the Chiefs. And that's what led to. And what's funny, you you brought up, you brought up an interesting point, you know, the underdog story always happens in the NFL. The way it happened though, Trent McDuffie getting hurt, you know, that's unfortunate news. However, that's what gave him the chance. And yep. he took that opportunity and ran with it, you know, ironically, you know, that's, literally, yeah. literally he ran with it, but just, yeah. it's just a nice story. And I, I, I agree with you, man. The underdog story is nothing beats, beats that. Um, another guy, you know, that kind of, you know, burst onto the scene that slowly bursting onto the scene is Mike Williams. He had yeah. himself a day, especially in that first half. Well, eight receptions, total game stats, by the way, eight receptions, 113 yards, a touchdown. We were wondering one of the big, like, you know, stories heading into the game was, who's going to step up in Keenan Allen's absence. And I feel like Mike Williams did that and more. And, you know, he did all he could. It's really, it's not his fault that they lost the game. Um, he just had himself a game. I just, I was really impressed. You know, I had him on my fantasy team, so that made me even happier. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, he had himself a day. The Chiefs had no answer. Second half, they kind of did. You know, that's kind of when the game changed. That's another way the game shifted. But first half, they just had no answer for him. And Mike Williams, just what a day. Have yourself a day, man. What about you, man? I kind of talk too much. What are your thoughts on this game? 
You're good. You're good. But at the end of the day, same story as always, man. Chargers going to charge. That's what they do. I love the team. I love what they built. But I don't know what what's wrong with them. Every time there's a game on the line, there's a moment to make your mark, finally take the next step. Something happens. Herbert picks six. Now we're hearing about Herbert rib rib injury. I know you saw the play. He Oh, multiple Chris plays. Or Mike Dana, someone like that. He went in, he hit him right on the rib, and then Herbert, respect to him, man's a warrior. He was playing through the injury the whole time. He threw the absolute dart of a touchdown to Josh Palmer, but it's concerning, man. They're going to be doing some scans on the rib injury in the future. I heard about that, so we'll see what happens with that. I don't know, man. What are your thoughts about Chargers charging and Herbert? I told you. I wanted to believe that this was the year that they take that next step, that, you know, the they put all that behind them. This is the year they take the next step. They're the favorites in AFC West. And they just, it happened. It just, Chargers are going to charge you. You said it best. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just really unfortunate because you have a guy like Justin Herbert and even he made mistakes. And that's just, I don't know. Like, okay, first thing first, um, the injury, you, you kind of brought that up. They did do a scan. It came back negative, which is good news. Um, so the rule, um, the, Thing that the results were a fractured rib. It's kind of pain. It's it's a painful thing. Um. Uh. And I didn't have it personally, but I heard from from what I've read, it's a painful thing. You know, he's gonna be a. He should be able to play next week, but you know, it's just something that's, you know, based off other people's experiences, they said it's you know hard to breathe and stuff like that. So it's just it's a painful thing. However, that shouldn't be something that keeps him on the long term. And then going back to the previous point, charge is gonna charger. I kind of like that now. Um, but. It's just they were up 17-7. You're thinking they got this, they got this in the bag. And then I think it was 17, it was 17-17. And it's like, okay, you know, they're driving down the field there at the one yard line. And then I don't know if this is Everett's fault. You know, he we seen that after the play, like he was tired. Was there Herbert, you know, making the wrong read, just trying to force it? It's it's just stuff like that that's just been hurting the charges year in and year out. And something's gotta change if they wanna compete with like the Kansas city chiefs and, you know, compete with the elites of the AFC. If they want to take that next step into the playoffs, they got to figure out how to close games. They're yeah. start off. They start off strong. You know, another thing is the drop picks, all those interceptions that they could have gotten. That could have been possibly picks, changed the momentum and got the easy dub for them, but couldn't capitalize. It's just, it's just things like that, that, you know, it's the small things that end up hurting the chargers and, I'm not going to go on a tangent, but it's just unfortunate if you're a Chargers fan because you think this is the year they take that next step and just they find a way to screw it up. Regardless, yeah. though, it was a great game. It was a fun game. Next here's week. What, here's what oh. I'll say about Chargers, though, what I think. I think I still have faith in them. I still mm-hmm. think that they're going to be a definite playoff team. I still think they could even win the division. But yeah. the other day, you got to clean up the mistakes and you got to. It's weird because Staley, I noticed he was more conservative this game. He has to find that. The they balance, yeah. Super aggressive last year, which cost them a playoff spot, mm-hmm. and super conservative, which is not going to put you which on the cost them a game, teams, which cost them a big game against the Chiefs. Yeah, so and that's also yeah, that's a really good point. You know, we're not in no by no means saying this is the they're not winning the division. They still can. The Chiefs play. I think their first eight games were like all playoff teams from last year. I remember hearing that. Oh. And then the Chargers, you know, they have an easier schedule. So, like, they can still overtake the division. It's still early on in the season. It's just where we're in week two. But um, it's just this was their chance to, you know, you know, mark their – just make their mark and just 
showing that they're the team to be in the AFC West, and the Chiefs didn't allow them. Kudos to the Chiefs. They just hung in there, and they showed their experience. And simply put it, Andrew, they just got outcoached. Yeah. It's really that at the end of the day, well, they got outcoached. And Andrew, is, he's that guy, and Patrick Mahomes is that guy. Yeah. But, yeah. Enough talking about Thursday football. It was a great game and all, but we got an entire week of football that we want to talk about. Let's head into the next segment, key storylines. Let's start us off with the rumor. <laughs> I don't know whether to believe this, but a rumor is a rumor. And, you know, we get the whole Lamar situation. He's not, you know, negotiating with the Baltimore Ravens. However, a rumor came out today that Lamar has interest in three teams if he doesn't reach an extension with the Ravens. Again, take this with a grain of salt, but the three teams that he's interested in, quote unquote, are the Lions, the Dolphins, and the Eagles. I was I was gonna say, you know, these, you know, he's going into teams that are ready to contend, but you know, besides the Lions, I'm sorry. <laughs> the Dolphins right. are a team that's ready to contend. The Eagles are a team that's ready to contend, and those are teams that you know, if the quarterback situation doesn't work, they're going to be needing a QB. So that's a possible fit. Lions could be needing a QB, but, you know, I don't think they got the assets for that. But, you know, <laughs> I'll give you the stage, I mean. Yeah, Lamar to the Lions. They don't got the assets there, though, because two first-round picks this year, you could add a salary guy like Goff. They probably don't want Goff. <laughs> Let's say you add it just for salary purposes. That's it. And then, I don't know, young guys, more picks. My man hey. with a stray face just said include golf in there. Hey, we include – it was like that with the Rams, just for salary purposes, not for being an asset. No offense, golf. <laughs> You're all right, but still, not – yeah, just for the salary purposes. <laughs> just is like, yeah, we'll get from golf, you know, salary purposes and whatnot. But no, seriously, I feel like from these three teams, I feel like the Dolphins would be the most intriguing fit. Actually, yeah, like- no, I feel like the Eagles would because – you know, he's hurts, but like a better passer. I yeah. never thought I'd say that, but Lamar is a better passer than Hurts. And I feel like with the team with that rushing attack, it's like the Ravens, but with better weapons on the receiving end. Yeah. Just think about it like that. And I feel like that's such a perfect fit for Lamar because he's just an upgrade over Jalen Hurts by far. The Dolphins yeah. would be an interesting one. I just don't feel like Lamar would fit with Tyreek Hill. That's just me. But then I mean, again, Mike McDaniel's I- rushing offense. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Sorry for everybody, but, like, you know, great minds think alike. But it's just I feel like those two fits really intrigue me the most, and I kind of see why Lamar would want to go there. As for the Lions, it has to be, like, the hard knocks, man. <laughs> it's just I'm trying to, like, figure out, like, Eagles, Dolphins, and then Lions. <laughs> hey, also, we don't sleep now. We got the O-line coming in, Swifty, you know, some receivers. Hey, it could happen. It could happen. Oh my god, bro! I was just, bro. It's just such a random place, though. That's what I'm saying, man. Dolphins and the Lions, bro. Like it's just the funniest thing. But anyways, it's just rumor. Take it with the grain. Take it with the grain of salt. Let's talk about the actual matchups, though. Some key storylines we got. You know, first things first. I noticed a a ton of divisional matchups this week. You know, we got you know historical games: Packers, Bears. Seahawks, Niners, Saints, Bucks. Will Tom Brady finally overcome the Saints? It just seems like in the regular season, the Saints have had their number. If I'm not mistaken, they swept them last regular season. I think they did. No, no, no. Two regular seasons in a row. Oh, Bobo. The COVID year, they swept them in the regular season because that was Breeze's last season. And then last year, they beat them with Trevor Simeon. And then they 
shut him out at home with Jameis Winston. So it's two years in a row they swept him in the regular season. <laughs> it's just the most random thing. Brady just can't beat him. But we'll see if, you know, Brady turns the trend this year, this week, you know. And then another interesting matchup is the Seahawks and Niners. You know, Seahawks coming off a, of an amazing win against San Fran. Are they legit? You know, I'm not, you know, probably not. However, if they beat the Niners, force the Niners to go 0-2, and then they go 2-0, and NFC's that's, wide open? That's nice. <laughs> NFC's wide open? I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. And then you got the Packers and Bears, you know, one team's 0-1, another team's 1-0. You'd think I'd be talking about the Packers being 1-0? <laughs> <Yeah, No>. right. <laughs> it's the opposite. And, you know, it's a historic matchup, Sunday Night Football. It's kind of frustrating, but it is what it is. <laughs> what are your thoughts on these divisional matchups? I'm excited to see it because I know it's early on in the season, but these could possibly have huge impacts for the NFC playoff race. There's NFC's gotten significantly weaker this year, so – these are all like either fringe teams or possible teams that could be like Super Bowl contenders that kind of started off slow, some of them. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, but yeah, those are some matchups that are going to be interesting. You know, some nice storylines to follow with that. Um, another storyline is, you know, I talked about the Dak Prescott injury, but how are the Cowboys going to look? You know, Dak Prescott is going to be out with the, within the next four to six weeks. They chose not to make any significant moves. I, I felt like that Jimmy G was like inevitable after that. But, you know, that's just me. Um, Cowboys with Cooper Rush. They're going up against Cincinnati, a team that's coming off a loss. You know, that's going to be an interesting one. I just don't think it's going to be as close as people think. Do you think the Dallas offense completely falls off? I mean, they can't do as bad as they did last week. They can't do worse. Yeah, they won't do worse than that just because, you know, it's the Bucks defense, really good defense, and I, they just choked week one. I don't know. But, but then again, it's Cooper Rush. <laughs> but I think it's going to be – the Dalton Schultz just dump offs and handing the ball off. It's going to be a very boring offense from Dallas. And I don't know if you've seen it. Um, I mean, no, you're the one that told me about this actually. But the Kellen Moore thing, you know, Mike McCarthy throwing him under the bus. Yeah. It's like nice try. I feel like Kellen Moore saved your job the past yeah. two years with the type of offense he had, and now you're just throwing him under the bus. It's like that's just not a good look. Honestly, what does McCarthy contribute? I have no idea. You know, oh. just smashing watermelons. Other than that, that, it's just I just feel like this is the beginning of the end for this Cowboys team. Yep. Um I just don't it's just the rails have fallen off. Jerry it started it starts from the top. Jerry Jones not making any significant investment in the offensive side of the ball. Like you just significant pieces. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper's a big loss and you know Greg you you replace him with what James Washington? No disrespect to James Washington. He ain't no Amari Cooper. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be real with you. And it's just, it starts from Jerry Jones. And now it's, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I feel for Dallas fans. They're the wow. most, they're the most, if not, they're one of the most, if not the most loyal fans in the NFL. And you have an owner like Jerry Jones that's not putting significant investment on the offensive side of the ball, you know, overpaying a running back like Zeke. Just all these moves that he's been making led to him led to like led to how where they're at right now you know exactly it's inevitable what's happening with them it's right really now. bad and it's it is what it is they got me feeling bad for cowboys fans that's how bad jerry jones job has been but that's you know crazy. it's going to be interesting to see you know this is going to de- i feel like this week determines whether the cowboys are going to have a repeat of 2019 where deck is hurt and you know they just tank get a high pick or they're going to 
still be competitive in a rather weak NFC until Dak comes back and then they just carry on from there. But it's going to be interesting. I just feel like I'm not going to spoil it, but Cincinnati, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Speaking of, you know, Cincinnati, a team that lost last week, yep. another key storyline, teams looking to rebound. There were some teams that were, you know, Super Bowl contenders heading into the season that lost their first week. You know, Packers, we talked about them, Packers versus um, San Francisco, but other games, Bengals, Cowboys, Denver, Houston, Tennessee's another team, you know, although they're going up against Buffalo, but their team that should have won week one, they were contenders for the AFC South. They were the one seed last year. And yeah. then that's another team, you know, there's a lot of games where, you know, teams are looking to rebound after a week one shock, you could say. Um. Without spoiling predictions, I mean, do you think there's going to be like a few teams that rebound after week one or we're going to see continuation of, you know, teams falling off? Honestly, I don't want to spoil it, but I I do think that the teams rebound, like who need to rebound are in a good position to do so with the matchups. It's kind of favorable, okay. favorable matchups. This is a get right week for them. And if they don't, then I would start to get a little concerned for Super Bowl predictions. And oh, yeah. No, no, they actually, you just hit it. You hit it on the tee. It's like most of these teams – have a perfect bounce back week set up for them. Yeah. And if they lose this week, then a lot of questions are going to raise. Like there's this one game we'll talk about it when we get there, but I feel like this game says a lot about how their season's going to go. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that's like another storyline, you know, quick fun fact first, um, the Patriots Steelers matchup. Why I bring that up the first, this is going to be the first matchup that doesn't feature in Tom Brady or Ben Roethlisberger since 1998. That was before we were born. I mean, <laughs> that's crazy to think. And, you know, it's just this new era we're entering where Mac Jones, I think he was three months old and he's going to be starting in this game. It's just crazy to think about. And, you know, hey, this is a new era. And I just wanted to bring up that fun fact. But these, okay, I feel like we can't have a week two episode without talking about this Monday Night Football double header. Why the NFL has two games Monday night? I don't know. However, they got the matchups right. Yeah, Tennessee yeah, yeah. Buffalo. That's a solid matchup. Tennessee yeah. lost. It's still they got King Henry. They're in any game, mm-hmm. and we seen last last year Monday Night Football between the Bills and Titans. That was a banger matchup. And it was. got got the dub last time. Yeah. Um. And then the other game is just beautiful. The Philadelphia Eagles and Minnesota Vikings. I'm so excited to see that game. You know, both teams coming off strong Week One wins, and. Both teams expected to have high-powered offenses going at it and and improve defenses on both sides of the ball. It's just such a good matchup. I'm so I'm super excited to see it. But you know, Bills Titans. Is that game gonna be close? I don't know, man. Look what Buffalo just did to the Super Bowl champs. I guess home say, opener. Yeah, man. Home oh my god. Okay, like, put it. Good let luck, me, let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. With okay. Titans hypothetically, or more most likely, lose to Buffalo in embarrassing fashion. Are you worried about the Titans season? Very. Or you're just saying, you know, they went up against Buffalo. That's just unfortunate. No, you got to be contending with Buffalo. This is a team that's going to be most likely running the AFC. So if you want to be an AFC threat, you got to be contending with them. So okay. if you get demolished by them, let's say like like the Rams just did. Mm-hmm. If you do that after losing to the Giants and start off 0 and 2, I'm that's like a 10 out of 10 on the panic meter for me. I'm I'm panicking. Okay. I would disagree with you slightly. And the reason being, Buffalo just seems like 
they're on a different level than all the teams. They are. No, they are. They're on a completely different level. If And the reason why I say I'm slightly disagreeing, it's because you get embarrassed. It depends how you get embarrassed. Let me explain. Um, like, if you get embarrassed, you show no fight. It's from the beginning. You know, just no fight at all. You give up. Then, um, you know, panicking 10 out of 10. As you said, panic meter 10 out of 10. However, it's just like, if it's just a matter of this, just them getting out skilled and, you know, Josh Allen doing Josh Allen things and, and Buffalo just, you know, doing what they do on the defensive side of the ball. I'm not really panicking because, because then I can be like, oh, they just went up against a tough Buffalo team at their home. Then it's understandable. You get what I'm trying to say? It's just we're trying to say, but even let's look ahead at the next two games on the schedule. Then you versus the Raiders and the Colts, which are two. Like, I feel like those are two winnable play. games. They are winnable, like but they're also games. they're two fifty fifty games. So if you even they if are. you split that after losing Buffalo, see, you're one and three. See, they lose those games, then I start panicking. I just feel like Buffalo's Buffalo. I feel like they. No, I think they're going to lose situation. Too, That's what I'm like, saying. I think if you're competitive, then okay. But if you're competitive, it's just a plus. But I feel like even if you get demolished, it's just a matter of how you get demolished. I don't know, That's man. just the way I look at it. I just feel like. It's just unfortunate. It's unfair. It's like when yeah. you go, it's like when you're like, when you get bullied in school, man, and just like, you want to just, just you punch the bully in the face and it's just, they're stronger than you and you can't do anything about it. But you know, you put up a fight, but you still get demolished. You know, I wouldn't panic. You know, at least they're fighting. But just, you get what I'm trying to say though. It's like, I get that. But at the same time, you shouldn't have got beat up by the band kid week one. By the <laughs> that's Brian, good, that's so you think about it like that. That's a different story, but I don't know. I just feel like I wouldn't panic yet. It's the Bills, but you know that's just it's it's okay. It's it's okay to no. How does it go? It's okay to disagree or whatever. Agree to disagree. Yeah. Agree. To, yeah. Whatever. Anyways, <laughs> the other game, Philly, Minnesota, doesn't get better than that. I love this Monday Night Football matchup. Match Justin, making. I don't even think they intended on making it, but it's like the two most like surging, balanced offenses right now. Like exactly, exactly low, I guess, you know, exactly. And then you got, you know, possibly the best receiver, in my opinion, the best receiver in the game right now, Justin Jefferson on one side of the yeah, ball. Hey, fair enough. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then you got, you know, the Eagles rushing attack slash AJ Brown. <laughs> and, slash AJ. and it's just, it, it's set up to be a Monday night football shootout. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to get, it doesn't get better than that. And, you know, what are your thoughts on this game? I'm excited to see. I'm more excited about this one than Tennessee Buffalo. Oh, by far. Yeah. By Which far. you think like, oh, number one seed versus the Super Bowl favorite by everybody. But no, these are two. This is a more even matchup and more high powered, more likely to have gonna, out. This is going to say a lot about both teams. Yeah. I feel like this is going to say a lot. And, you know, both of these teams, as you said, balanced um, teams like on, on the rise. But Minnesota wins. They put the NFC on notice. Yeah, if Minnesota wins this, they're yeah, they're like you. I think I'd start talking about them as like NFC North champs, like possibly. Like, we'll see how the Packers fare, but you know, you know it's possible. Them. You know, Philly, Philly, I feel like should win the division with relatively with relative ease. Especially like with the Cowboys injury now. Yeah, yeah, with the Cowboys injuries, I just feel like regardless without the Cowboys injuries, I just had them as the, as the favorites. Me too. Yeah. You know, putting it that way, I feel like this is a more important game for Minnesota to prove. You know. Yeah. Whereas Philly, I feel like can still win the division. Yeah, that is fair. But you know, it's still going to be. This could also be a tiebreaker. It, you never know. You know, say Minnesota wins the division, and that you know that could be the difference between a bye week and a and um. So like this game could have huge implications. 
and that is just that just raises the stakes for this game and it's just gonna be such a fun game to watch i never thought i'd be saying this eagles eagles um eagles vikings monday night football me being excited i did not have this on my bingo card Mm -hmm. yet here we are looking forward possibly the game of the week (laughs) i'm all for it man i love the nfl and it's it's for this reason and this reason only um but yeah monday night football doubleheader kind of disagree with how they did it but you know they they made up for it with the matchups yeah before we move on to game predictions, I just wanted to introduce you wanted to you kind of brought up this idea and I actually like this idea. But week one, there were players that broke out and there were players that struggled. I wanted to ask you, um, are these okay, the way we'll name this week one wonders, as you want to call it. I mean, week one wonders or not. Nah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna tell you a player. You tell me if, you know, their week one performance was a fluke or is it something we can expect consistently? And then yeah. I'll give my my take on that. Yeah. First things first, Saquon Barkley. 18 carries, 164 yards, and a touchdown. I say I think he continues this, man. This You're is buying the it? That, yeah, I'm buying 100%. This is the Saquon okay. that I expected coming out the draft. So hopefully he stays healthy. That's all I'm okay. saying. Yeah, uh, I kind of gave my opinions on Saquon on the, on the previous episode. Um, and I agree with you. I mean, I feel like Saquon being healthy is good for the league, good for the Giants. And as long as he stays healthy, I feel like this is a performance we can expect from him week in and week out. He looked like his explosive self. He looked like the guy they drafted number two. Saquon, I'm buying it as well. Next guy, your boy, I mean, DeAndre Swift. You're buying his week one performance? Come on, man. You already know I'm buying this one. That's a good Philadelphia Eagles defensive line. He's, he's running behind or he was running against. So I think he... Again, he's just got to stay healthy, but the receiving ability plus the rushing ability that he's slowly gaining, it he's put on some muscle, man. He's looking scary. All right. I'm buying as well, you know, for different reasons. He's the focal point of that line's offense, and as long as it's similar to Saquon, as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be putting up these numbers. He was putting up these numbers last year, so it's not a, it's not a matter of, like, it's just a week one thing. He When he was healthy, he just – he he did he did his thing and this is just normal for Swift. Whenever he's healthy, he's putting up large numbers, especially on that being the focal point for that Lions offense. Yes, sir. And then finally, <laughs> I feel like we have this isn't the segment without this player, Geno Smith. Are you buying his week one performance? Let Geno cook. I, I want to so bad. You Come on, let Geno cook. I want to see Geno, especially eight years. Well, this eight years since he made his first week one start. So with the Jets, yeah. Yeah, with the Jets last time, 2014. Something so. like that, yeah. I want to, I want to see it, but I can't say that because I don't, I don't know about the Seattle team. Like even during the Broncos game, like yeah, they won it, but second half they their play started going down. So can't say I'm gonna buy it. I wait and see. I'm a hold right now. Your hold, okay. Um, I'm a sell. Man, I feel like it was just an emotional game. Yeah. I just feel like everything was just going right for them. That is good. I mean, point. don't get me wrong. Last year he was solid as a star. Um, but just, I don't know. I can't buy Gino as a franchise QB. I feel like, yeah, I feel like he'll be average. I'm just not expecting this type of performance from him week in and week out. That was a really good game by him. It was a really good game. And I just, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, do you expect that type of performance from him? Yeah, I, I don't. Can't do. I can't say it. Yeah. I don't. But um, for the sake of time, you know, we could go on and on with like a bunch of players, but for the sake of time, we'll stick with those three players. Let's move on to the opposite spectrum. These players struggled. Do you think that continues? So we'll call this week one flukes or not. <laughs> yeah. First one, your boy, Matthew Stafford. I don't think he has that bad a game. I, like 
ever again this season. Like, no way. This guy got absolutely embarrassed week one against a great Buffalo team. But at the same time, I don't know if he has as good a season as last year. So I think they're going to take some of the pressure off him, maybe lower the volume. So I guess, how do I say? Because I'm buying that he's going to do better. But at the same time, I don't think he's going to be the player that he was last year during that Super Bowl season. No, I get what you mean. But what you, is that like? You just don't. Half? You just don't expect him to do as bad as he did last game, but you just yeah. expect him to be average. Not average. I'd say above average. Okay. Like he was. He was great last year. He was great last year. But I'd say like above average, borderline great. Okay. But not great like he was last year. I am. I'm going to buy. But hesitant by reason being his elbow injury. That's the concern to me now. That's After the last game, it's just I feel like that's just gonna get worse and worse. The more they overuse him, the offensive line is really bad. It's no, it's no shot against Stafford. You know, he got a Super Bowl ring. It's just his elbow injury plus a bad offensive line. I just I don't know. The reason why I'm buying, I feel like, you know, he'll build chemistry with Allen Robinson. He has a few easy matchups coming up. And it's just the Sean McVay offense. I feel like he'll get it done. So you're buying that he's going to be his same self. It's a hesitant buy. Or kind of like me. like It's, a, it's a hesitant buy because, you know, I don't know. I'm just, it's a hesitant buy. Yep. Next up, his uh, in the same division, Trey Lance. You're a guy, you're really high on him. Yeah. I was yeah. high on him last year. However, after week one's performance, I'm a little hesitant about it. Fair enough, but I'm buying fully. The stock is very low right now, and I think it's. I don't want to like harp in on Elijah Mitchell injury, but I think that's going to actually help Trey Lance and the rushing volume is going to kind of expand his role to more of what he's supposed to be, a guy who gets it done with his legs mostly, but can make the big time throws when it matters most. So I'm a buy. I think he's a good fit for the Niners' offense, and I'm gonna stick with it. So you don't think Week One was a fluke, or so you think Week One was a fluke? I think Week One was a fluke considering the weather conditions. Yes. Okay. I think it was a fluke. I'm, I'm going to go straight up with that. Yeah. Or no, no. Actually, no. Not a fluke. You I'm going to go. I'm not sold. I'm not entirely sold on Trey Lance. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah. I am disagreeing with you. Reason being, Justin Fields dealt with the same exact weather conditions. He didn't struggle. You know, or per se, he didn't struggle. He led his team to victory, threw a touchdown pass. He didn't turn the ball over, whereas Trey Lance turned the ball over. He's 10 for 19. Yeah. You know, I think I would have thought he would have done better, especially given his rushing ability. You'd think that that was like a perfect matchup for him, you know, just running the ball all day. Yeah, he still struggled against a Bears defense that I didn't, I I don't have high expectations for, Mm -hmm. which is why I think, you know, he's going up, he's going to go up against, you know, better defenses. You know, Seattle looked like a team that you know they they had a relatively solid defense with a with a coach like Pete Carroll. I'm just putting out there, you know, the the concerns we had around Trey Lance kind of came out into light. Yeah. However, that could also be a weather thing. The only reason I'm just saying I'm not trying to blame the weather is because Justin Fields played in, played in the same exact conditions and he didn't do as bad. Mm. So I'm not going to say it's a fluke. I'm just going to say I'm not entirely sold on Trey Lance yet, and I won't be surprised if this is the type of performance he puts on next week. Dang. So you could hypothetically, could you see Jimmy G getting in soon? I could. Uh, there's a relatively solid chance I see Jimmy G coming in. It depends what what the Niners' stance is. Like, 
do they want to ride out his because he's gonna have these growing pains. It's no 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 doubt about it. It's just how patient is Kyle Shanahan gonna be. And I can't answer that. You can't answer that. We don't know what they're thinking because the entire offseason they didn't want to bring him back. Yeah. It's like did it's just did they bring it did they realize that Trey Lance might struggle? And did they bring back Jimmy G for that specific reason? That's a good point. It's so many, yeah. And it's just that raised the concern to me. And it it's definitely something to keep an eye on. I just feel like Kyle Shanahan won't be as patient because I feel like he realizes he has a roster right. made for contend to contend. And yeah, I just feel like to keep it short, I feel like it wasn't a fluke. And I feel like this possible there's a really high chance that he struggles next game. Yeah. Moving on, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Straight and simple. Do you think week one was a fluke or is he going to, or does he like bounce back without Devontae Adams? There's no way he's that bad again. Like there's, there's no way, man. That was, that was a terrible performance. He was under duress all day, but yeah, of course he leans on Devontae a lot. We saw that mm-hmm. especially receivers, but I think he's going to make it work out. He's not going to be an MVP ever again. I don't think so. At least <laughs> I, you, I don't you know hope so. he, he can do anything, but. I don't think he's going to be MVP again, but I don't think he has to be. I think they have really good defense, a great good running game. Yeah. So I don't think he has to be the MVP, but I think he'll do. He'll make the winning plays necessary that Rodgers makes. Yeah, definitely. I think I, I'm. I'm going to. I'm not even going to waste my time. I think Week One was a fluke. Every year, Week One, he always struggles. Bounces back exactly. next game. Same thing every year. He's going up against the Bears. This is a perfect get back, get right game. And you know, if you look at the game itself, his receivers dealt with drops. That's not going to be happening. I just don't. I think it was a fluke. I wouldn't be worried yet, Green Bay Packers fans. Mm-hmm. Um, next player, this is your boy. I mean, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. I, let's hear. It. Was it a fluke or is it something we can expect out of Jalen Ramsey? Yes, it was a fluke. Heck okay, yes. I think I still think he's the cornerback one until proven otherwise, and he's got to get it together because these last like six games or something like that, he's been straight up terrible. I'll say that he's been a very bad cornerback, but yeah. I think he gets it together, and I don't know. I, I just think he gets together, yeah. Okay. I mean, how often are you going to go up against Stephon Diggs? <laughs> Next, yeah. um, the, the the one thing that's concerning, as you said, it's just, it's just it's been consistent now, last six games. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been against, like, the top-tier receivers. It's, it makes you wonder, like, that is, is that yeah. something that, you know, he it's a relatively bounce-back game. He's going up against Drake London and friends. So I feel like if he does, if he struggles again, then if you're a rookie. I would be concerned. Yes. Then I'm really concerned, but I just think it's a fluke. You know, he went up, he just went up against Josh Allen and Diggs. They, they do that to almost every corner in the game. And it's, it ain't that bad. I feel like it's a fluke, but yeah, that is it for those two segments. You know, those are key storylines moving quickly. You know, we got the notable injuries. Chris Godwin is out, you know, Donovan Smith doubtful. A bunch of other guys on the books are questionable. If I, if I like say that list, it's going to take up the entire show, <laughs> but yeah. Long story short, their whole roster is questionable. On the other side of the ball, Alvin Camaro is questionable. You know, there's a serious possibility he doesn't play. Started off the week limited practice, and then he did not practice the past two days, which is kind of concerning. Um, good news, J.K. Dobbins nearing a return. This is um, it's relatively great news because he missed all of last season with the for, with the torn ACL, and now he's on track to return. So I'm hoping that he comes back full health, and we'll see how that goes. Out in Pittsburgh, Mac Jones, who had a back injury, is expected to play versus Steelers. Najee Harris is expected to be a full go um, as well. As for the Niners, Elijah Mitchell is expected to miss eight weeks with an MCL sprain. It's concerning for a running back with his caliber to have injury issues this early in his career. 
you kind yeah. of not know about that. I mean, Elijah Mitchell was your guy, so you've been following him as he entered the league. Yeah, it's just sucks. <laughs> what are your what are your thoughts? Are these injuries just unfortunate or just like a concerning thing? I think I think you can start labeling him as injury prone now, which I hate so much because he's such a great talent on the ground, but especially in the Niners offense, which they need him. But yeah, I just think it's sad. Yeah. Oh, um, to being the same. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's just it's kind of unfortunate because you know another underdog story. Yeah. And injuries just really limiting him. But um, other notable injuries: Frank Ragnell out for the Detroit Lions. Um, DeAndre Swift for all you fantasy owners, he's expected to play. Um, I'm not sure. Was he questionable or is he active? Who Swift? Yeah, it's questionable right now. Questionable, like, but he's expected, he's expected to play. Yeah, yeah, he's expected to play for our. Yeah, just had to let the fancy owners know. I didn't even know Ragnall's out. What the heck? Yeah, Ragnall's out. Yeah, um, he's out. Did he play week one? He did play week one, but, you know, he just didn't practice the past couple couple days. Come on, man. You're a Lions fan. You should know the I stuff. Have, I haven't been keeping up. What would you do without laces out, man? What would you do without laces out? But, yeah, um, Frank Ragnall. Um, Packers, good news. Elton Jenkins and Bakhtiari are questionable. They should be playing, but, you know, Bakhtiari just never plays, I guess. Let's just hope they play because I want to see that Packers team full strength. But So, you know, I mean, you probably don't want to see it, but I want to see Bakhtiari back. One of the best tackles in the game. Definitely. It would be really a really good sight to see. Um, and then finally, Jamal Adams has been confirmed. He's out for the season with a torn quad. Really unfortunate because it was reports coming out of training camp in Seattle that were he was the best player in camp. He was, you know, getting a ton of picks know really a good ball hawking safety and that's just really unfortunate to see a guy who really started well against them he was looking really good he was looking really good and you know he he was you know him and Diggs were expected to lead that defense that relatively young defense that young team and just unfortunate to see him go out the way he did but yeah those are the notable injuries now let's move on to our next segment game predictions the way this will work relatively straightforward you give your predictions I give my predictions and that's it. We'll move on to the next game. I mean, all right. We'll start us off. Carolina Panthers at New York Giants. The Giants are minus two point favorites. Who do you have winning? Give me the Panthers. I can't see the Giants starting two and zero. I'm sorry. So give me Panthers, bro. <laughs> give me the Giants, man. Um, I just feel I don't know. I just feel like New York first game at home. Yeah. They're coming off, you know, hot. They have a ton of confidence coming up against with the upset. Um, you know. It's just, I don't know what to feel about Carolina because they have a solid team. But Matt Rule just really doesn't convince me. And, you know, I'm going Giants. Give me the G-Man starting 2-0 with a shock. I like that. I like that. But, um, yeah, I feel like that's a 50-50 game. But moving on, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at New Orleans Saints. Tampa Bay is a two-and-a-half-point road favorite. Who do you have winning? I mean, Give me the Saints. I say they continue the dominance, man. Buccaneers have their whole roster on IR, basically. So, <laughs> give me the Saints. Okay. I just feel like Tom Brady can't lose to the same team five five games in a row. Right. Give me give me Tampa Bay. I have Tampa Bay winning this game. They, they can't, right? <laughs> For real. <laughs> man. Give me Tampa Bay winning this game in a close one. But I kind of forgot. Do you want to do score predictions? Do you want to? I'll eh. tell you. Uh, All right. right, that's fine. Um, but yeah, I got Tampa Bay winning this game. And all right, look at us disagreeing with the first two games. Next sure. up, 
your boy Tua Man and the Miami Dolphins heading into it. Baltimore. Got to be three that we disagree with. <laughs> Give me Tua Man all day, every day. Miami, I I've been hyping them up. I think they're a playoff team, and Baltimore would be the team that they have to beat to get into the playoffs. So, like to be in that race. So, give me Miami. Oh, you're kidding, man. Baltimore is a three and a half point favorite, and for good reason. Give me Baltimore. Heck no. <clears throat> Next up, New York Jets heading into the Cleveland to versus the Cleveland Browns with their new logo. Cleveland is a minus six and a half point favorite. Give me Cleveland. Yeah, so I'm with you. Cleveland doesn't lose with that logo. I think this, <laughs> this is the first if they if they win this game, of course. This yeah. will be the first time they're two and zero since Bill Belichick was their head coach. That's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy to think that exactly. It's kind of ironic, but um, but yeah, that's really it's a high possibility, high chance of it happening. But we'll see how that goes. Next up, Washington Commanders at Detroit. <laughs> you are you are not dreaming when I say this. But the Detroit Lions are favored in this game. They are a minus one and a half point favorite. First time since 2020. Oh, 24 entire games. They are finally favorites. <laughs> Does that change your pick? Or were you Lions all the way? I mean, let's go, man. Lions are actually a really good team at covering. And if the spread, if it's minus 1.5 Detroit, I think they get it done. Give me the Lions, baby. I can't pick Washington. I just can't. Yeah. Detroit has to win this, you know. If not, I'd be really concerned because I feel like this is such I'm a. Win- I feel not. like this is such a winnable game. Philadelphia, yeah. it's understandable they're one of the top teams in the NFC, but I feel like Washington's a mediocre team. Whereas the Detroit Lions can at least compete, and you know, I feel like they can come out with the win in this game. And I'm gonna go with the Detroit Lions. Next up, Indianapolis Colts head into Jacksonville. Indianapolis is a four point favorite. I don't know. After week one's performance, I really don't know. Give me the Jaguars with an upset pick. Man, I hate you. That was my upset pick, too. <laughs> I got a stat to back it up. The Colts haven't won in Jacksonville since 2014. So I think. Yep. I think. I, oh, I know. I know that. Re- I know that really well, man. Last year. Yeah, I loved it. Last year I loved it, man. Got Steelers in here. So but, I guess we're both taking the Jaguars. I guess both got. Well, okay. That. That's an upset pick, right? That's yeah. our upset pick. Yes, sir. So this game, New England Patriots at Pittsburgh Steelers, would this count as an upset pick? Because technically New England's favorite, God knows how. Yeah. They're minus two-point favorite on the road against the Pittsburgh Steelers team, fresh off a win against Cincinnati, mind you. Yep. Whereas New England, off a loss to Tua Man, mediocre Tua Man himself. What do you mean? Tua Man rolled out. <laughs> <laughs> highest passer in the NFL right now. Don't mess with him, bro. <laughs> I didn't want as a starter, but did you see my last episode, man? I praised him. I know. Shout out, man. Dude, this guy, he owns Belichick. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But seriously, though, back to this thing. Am I being biased by saying the odd makers got it wrong with this? I think I think they got it completely wrong. Steelers look. Yeah, they made some dumb mistakes. Obviously, the game prolonged it. Well, oh, their offense is terrible. Defense, the Steelers' defense looked so good, man. And the Patriots' offense, that, that's a different story. They're terrible. Matt Patricia-led offense, man. The rocket yeah. science himself. rocket yeah. scientist himself. But, yeah, I mean, if this counts as an upset pick, it counts as an upset pick. But give me the Steelers. Of course, give me the Steelers, too. And they're going to – They should win them. relatively. I, I don't know how that defense looks without TJ Watt. But the only, the only way this game is close is if the Steelers' offense turns the ball over a ton. That's, that's the way I look at it. Yeah, that is, that is the a- only way. It's just can Trubisky play 
clean football. And just similar to last week. Just I mean, he sucked last week, but just don't turn the ball over. Moving on, though. Seattle Seahawks into San Francisco, heading into San Francisco. Seattle, I mean, San Francisco is an eight and a half point favorite. That's crazy. That's which so is insane crazy. to think about. Yeah. I feel like we both have the same teams here. I yeah. think San Francisco wins this game. However, does Seattle cover? Yeah, I think Seattle Seattle does cover because eight and a half. They got to win by 10 points, basically. It's hard or to nine. Win it's hard to win by nine. Yeah. NFL, so I'd say they got to win by a touchdown and a field goal, which divisional game, I don't know about that, but give me the Niners. I think they I, I, I think the Niners, but I just don't think they cover. I think Seattle covers. But um, we both have San Fran. Moving on, Atlanta Falcons versus Los Angeles Rams. As we all know, the Rams come off a loss. The Falcons coming off another blown lead. Welcome back to NFL. <laughs> yep. The Rams are minus 10.5 point favorite. Um, yeah, give me the Rams, and I think they cover. I'm with the Rams, too, and same thing. Same thing I just think cover. this is the game. They got to bounce back, and I think they do. Um, next game, Cardinals head into Las Vegas to go up against Las Vegas Raiders. I was relatively surprised, but not at the same time at, this, at the line. Vegas is favoring Las Vegas and by yeah. minus five and a half. Do you think that's reasonable? Thing is, I'm not surprised. I, I've been low on the Cardinals since before the start of the season. And again, they're dealing with injuries. Rondell Moore officially ruled out. No D-hop. So they're going to struggle in this one. Give me the Raiders pretty easily. Okay. I, I'm going Raiders as well. I just feel like I, the odds would be relatively closer. That's just me, though. Um. Cincinnati are seven and a half are seven point road favorites into heading into Dallas. It's kind of understandable given all the injuries and whatnot. I think even with Deck, I feel like this would have been a, a, a good yeah, odd. for sure. Um, I think Cincinnati wins this. No way they go zero two, right? That would be that'd be pretty bad. Zero two against the second L being against the Dallas Cowboys without their QB. That again in a tough division too. So and again, Super Bowl hangovers. Yeah, it's a real thing. It's, it's a possibility. But yeah. this will determine whether Cincinnati is like, you know, whether week one was a fluke or, you know, Joe Burrow is that guy. Yep. <laughs> Keeping up the trend with um, relatively high odds. Houston Texans uh, coming up fresh off their tie, their upset tie. Yep. <laughs> Heading to Denver versus the Let's Ride Broncos. Denver is a 10-point favorite. Denver winning this game. Give me Denver. This is the get-right game for them. And sorry, Texans. I, I like what they did last week. They're real competitive until yeah. they started um, blowing the heat at the end. But one here is something. I don't know if you want to count this as bold. I feel like Houston covers. Uh, that's that's fair enough. They that's pretty bold. I'd say decent. I feel like they're a team that's competitive. That's going to be competitive, but lose. Yeah, they have the veterans. They got a bunch of average guys. They got the rookies, Derek Stingley, mainly. Um, yeah. I just feel like they're a team that, you know, just will hang in there. And the line being minus 10, I feel like they can they can be yeah. relatively competitive. Yeah. Who knows? Denver looked relatively shaky. We'll find out. Yeah. Um, moving on. Primetime games. Chicago Bears heading into Green Bay, Lambeau Field, Sunday Night Football. Green Bay, 10-point favorite. Why is this Sunday Night Football, Green Bay? It's always Sunday Night Football. I don't know why. No, every year this game stinks. And they God, it's the funniest thing because every year they play at Lambeau Field Sunday night. And it's always the same thing every time. Packers just blow them out. 
Exactly. I never understand why, but here we are. Sunday night football. <laughs> um, get me Packers. Do you think Bears are even competitive this game? Nope. I think that week one was lucky because the wind condition or the rain conditions. So I still think they're one of the worst teams in the league. Okay. <laughs> Man. Yep. This is crazy, though. Monday night football doubleheader. Tennessee Titans head into Buffalo. Buffalo is a 10-point favorite. For a team that was the one seed last year to be (laughs) – I I don't know. Tennessee or Buffalo? 10 points. And I think Buffalo covers too. That's how scary (laughs) they are, man. (laughs) I have Buffalo covering. Yeah, that's crazy. But it's Buffalo winning, I mean? Yeah. All right. Buffalo, Buffalo. And then finally, the game of the week. Minnesota Vikings, Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia is a two, uh, minus two point favorite. I'm going. You pick, yeah. I hate you, man. Oh. So I'm taking the opposite. Whatever you pick, I'll take the opposite. Make you pick the Vikings. No, I'm kidding. Um, Whatever. I, I don't mind it. I got to go Philly. I got to go Philly. It's, your, it's a home opener. You can't lose your home opener, especially amongst those fans. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, I don't know. Both teams are exciting to watch. Both teams' defenses look good. Give me Philly. More experience on the head coaching side of the ball. Just give me Philly. I'll take Vikings. It's going to be a high-scoring game, but Minnesota, KOC, Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins doesn't lose on Monday night primetime, gets it done. The tides are turning, man. Give me Vikings. Never mind. I was, I was thinking about changing my picks because I remember Zadarius, Daniel Hunter, still healthy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but nah, I'll, I'll, for the sake of you know going against you, I'm going Philly. But yeah, that wraps up the game predictions. We have started off different. I have a bunch of the same. Yeah, and then we and then di- we ended off with different. So we'll see who's right. Ho- you know, hopefully you'll hop on the next episode and then we'll compare. I'll try my best, absolutely. But before we wrap up. You know, as usual, every preview episode, we got to give bold predictions for the week. You know, I kind of failed with mine. Mine, I'm not going to deny. I'm not going to hide. I said Baker Mayfield, like, goes crazy. That didn't happen. Didn't happen. He played this time down the stretch, but yeah. Am I going to learn from that? No, absolutely not. Give me (laughs) Rex Burkhead rushing for over 100 yards and two touchdowns. Woo! I like that. I like that. All right. And since you had faith in one QB that, Turned out to be – was looking like a bust. Give me another guy who's been getting those bust rumors. My guy that I was hyping up, Trey Lance, baby. Give me 400 yards total, three touchdowns. Wow. Okay. Ooh. Okay. We're here with the bold predictions. Hey, area, baby. Um, before I forget, I kind of brought it up earlier, but um, I I kind of hinted towards a team that I'd be really concerned if they lost or, like, their offense struggled. And uh, the game I saw about was the Chicago Bears-Green Bay Packers one. If Green Bay loses – not not if Green Bay loses this game. If the offense struggles the way they did last week, are you panicking? Yeah, I am against Chicago. I'm panicking. <laughs> Is, even if it's week two, and you know at Green Bay prime time off a loss, I'm panicking. Owen two in the start the year in the division and regular season, panicking. I figured I'm I'm same exact thing. You know, Chicago Bears their defense don't don't get you know don't get fooled by a week one's performance rain. That's all I got to say. Yep. But if Aaron Rodgers struggles and has a similar performance he did last week, uh, it's going to be a long season out in Green Bay. This is going to say a lot. I feel I still feel like they'll win the game, even if the offense plays the yeah. way they do. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. how bad the Bears are. 
but yeah, that is it for this um, segment. You know, that is it for. Well, let me give let me give another bold prediction. Oh, all right, then I got to give another one too. <laughs> all right, Vikings and Eagles each put up fifty points, fifty points or more. Super high. Scoring I like. Game. I like. There we go. I respect that. I respect that. Um. Nah, I don't got one. Uh, you don't got to force it. Don't force yeah, it. Yeah, I ain't gonna force it. My Rex Burkhead is like worth two of yours. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that is it for this episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. If you guys did, make sure to leave a good review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, we are available at Laces Out on the major all major podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so much more. You can also find us. We release daily content on Instagram at Laces Out NFL. We are also available on Twitter to let you guys know whenever we release an episode. So turn on post notifications for both Instagram and Twitter um, and follow us on both of those as well. Um, That is really it. I really hope you guys enjoyed the show once again. Um, Stay safe, stay well, and enjoy the rest of this week of football. Deuces, we out of here.